Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask, say the word and I'll be there. Just ask, you know the greatest things in life all come in. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, truth or dare? Oh, God. Well, they say truth in the movie, so I guess I'll say truth because I don't want to do a dare right now. <laughs> how big are your boobs now? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Much bigger than any of the girls in this movie, that's for sure. You you wouldn't have found me stuffing pudding in my bra. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the biggest trick of all time is the stuffing of the balloons. Honestly, legendary. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's genius. We'll get into yeah. all of that. Um, we're here talking now and then the 1994 classic um and we couldn't do this alone because both of us have seen this movie both of us love this movie so we needed to bring in fresh perspectives we need to bring in somebody who's never seen this movie to find out if it truly holds up if it's truly a masterpiece from the 90s and i couldn't think of a better person to bring on than my friend deidre deidre how are you hello it is me the fresh meat (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you guys started talking about the pudding balloons with me not able to talk. I was dying. (laughs) So Deidre is here. I wanted to get her on the podcast at some point regardless. And when I found out she hadn't watched this movie, I was like, this is perfect. Because we did mention Deidre um, when we talked about uh, You've Got Mail. And, you know... Famously, Deidre watched along with me, and we both Had decided that thoughts. movie did not hold up whatsoever. Yeah, Deidre, you wrote a um, a scathing review of You've Got Mail. <laughs> yes, which is- I've never. That is the only time I have ever sent feedback into any podcast. <laughs> you hated it. You hated, hated it. it. 
You hated it. Not even my boyfriend, Tom Hanks, could have saved that movie for you. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, I had seen that movie and Jess had it and the nostalgia goggles just came off mm-hmm. and not even Tom Hanks could save it. Tom Hanks is just an asshole in all the movies that Jess has to watch lately. Seriously, yeah. it is truly tragic. It's really horrifying for me because I'm used to like, you know, the Tom Hanks that I know and love. You know, the Toy Story yes. Tom Hanks and the Castaway Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump Tom Hanks. Not this We don't trash have any Tom Hanks in this movie, but we, we do get his wife. Exactly. I feel yes. like whatever we watch is either Tom Hanks or Tom Hanks adjacent. No, this movie is so Tom Hanks adjacent. Not only is Rita Wilson in it, but also Rosie O'Donnell is in it. So we got that A League of Their Own um, like yeah. adjacentness as well. This is like a full-on League of Their Own prequel with Christina Ricci playing like baby Rosie O'Donnell playing softball and punching a guy in the face. Yeah, it actually works out pretty perfectly. Um, so, so yeah, as you know, if you haven't watched this movie, it's really, like, not available for streaming, unfortunately. I don't know why. I definitely feel like it should be. Uh, but it's, it's a 1995 movie. It takes place, like, the majority of the movie takes place in 1970. Um, really gave me, like, especially having just watched Sandlot, I feel like it gave me, like, similar vibes. Like, it's a summer classic. I feel like it's, like, the girl version of Sandlot, almost. Um, in the best way. Not that they're playing baseball, but the same vibes you know what I mean Sarah yeah I kind of think of this movie as the girl version of like lean on me actually like oh stand by me or oh stand by me yeah yeah yeah. okay I still need to watch that as well I've never yeah I haven't seen that either but that's what it was billed to me as yesterday oh interesting okay Yeah. yeah so it's like a group of friends in this case all girls um going on a adventure solving a mystery I mean, Deidre, did you expect this to be a mystery novel? No, I definitely did not expect this to be a murder mystery. Um, That was a a big plot twist. I feel like there were a lot of just completely out of left field, uh, just random aspects of this like childhood adventure. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it being a murder mystery was definitely not on my bingo card. Yeah. What would you um, say if I told you that this was written by none other than Pretty Little Liars, um, like masterpiece worker, I, Marlene King? What- so I've never watched Pretty Little Liars, but everything that I know about Pretty Little Liars actually does check out with it being a murder mystery of yeah. uh, some girl teenagers. Yeah, Jess, you, you've watched The Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, I never finished it, but that totally tracks. Like, obviously, I feel like this is a little bit more of a serious, like, it's not a serious movie, yeah. but it's more serious. You could take it seriously versus <laughs> Pretty Little Liars, which you absolutely cannot take seriously well, okay. at all. Um, I would say that the content of Pretty Little Liars is actually very good, the books, but that's a that's a different podcast for a different day. But when I saw this was written by I, Marlene King, I was like, holy crap, like this was like new information for me. Yeah, I I didn't know that, although I I don't know that I would have like recognized her name without you saying it. But like we have a seriously stacked cast here. Mm, oh, yeah. Like I didn't even remember, like obviously the, the names that first come to mind are like Rosie O'Donnell, Christina Ricci, uh, Demi Moore, uh, Rita Wilson. But 
like Melanie Griffith is in this, and then a little baby Gabby Hoffman. Like she's so crazy. cute, and she so looks exactly the same. But as the she does thing now. that drives me crazy, and Deidre, I know you'll understand this, is I'm like this girl. I feel like naturally has curly hair. Like oh my she goodness. definitely has natural curly hair. And I was like, what did they do to poor baby Gabby Hoffman's hair in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> they straightened it's certainly the shit possible. Out of it. <laughs> It is certainly possible. I could. It I didn't could bother me as much. Well, I could tell because as someone who has, I would say, wavy hair. I'm certainly not of the the curly, kinky haired variety. But I can. I get spot from a mile away when someone has curly hair and it's straightened because it has a very poofy look to it. And that girl has some poof. So yeah, but when they went swimming in the river, her hair didn't get curly. That's fair. Maybe I just maybe she curled it later on in her life. I just know, like, for example, she's played some Jewish characters oh, um, yes. in in some show like Transparent is the one I'm thinking of where she plays Ali mm-hmm. Pfefferman um, and she has very curly hair. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you know what? Maybe her curls didn't develop until later on in her life. So um, <clears throat> I last recognized her from Girls and she was a very weird character in Girls. She she was very weird very weird. Also, she is adjacent to Tom Hanks as well because she was in Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, look at that! Oh my God, so much Tom Hanks. So yeah, she. I recognized her for, obviously from Girls and Transparent. Um, huge name there, Christina Ricci. I mean, a woman of the '90s. We covered Casper, where she also had a um had a romantic interest in Devin Sawa. So I feel like we really like. I feel like almost like the latter movie podcast, where we can connect this to like so many other movies we've already watched mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah, Thor Birch, who is in Hocus Pocus, which we did not cover, but. We obviously love Hocus Pocus. Yes. Um, just so many Rita Wilson, Devin Sawa, Cloris Leachman. Like, it's, it's to me, and it's like Hank Azario, or excuse me, Azaria, um, who played, like, the the guy that her mom ends up uh, dating after, or excuse me. Yeah, the, yeah, their first date, he decides to go to dinner at her house with her two children. <laughs> Awful, truly horrifying. And then what is, what, what is Sam's mom thinking when she's like, let me just put my husband's old shirt that literally has his name embroidered on it on this new guy I'm dating and may, and I'm sure Sam will be completely fine with it bad move bad move um, that was horrible two more names uh, famous names if you will indulge me Janine Garofalo as Willa Dean the diner waitress slash psychic and Brendan Fraser of mummy fame Yes, Deidre, talk about Brendan Fraser, because you had messaged me when you saw him on screen, like, what? What? <laughs> yes, I had no idea that he was in this movie, like, because I only saw the picture that was on, the, like, the poster. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have any of the, you know, the other names on it. And he popped up, and I didn't recognize him at first, and then it, like, goes in for a close-up, and it was just, like, Whoa, A, this is Brendan Fraser, and B, Brendan Fraser is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Hank Azaria is good looking in this movie, too. It's like they're all Yeah, but so Hank Azaria young. is good looking in Friends, so we're uh, always yes, trying. David. Okay. I forgot about yes. that. 
I love him as David. Yeah, he's a very cute, like, nerdy science guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Just, like, yeah, the, the amount of, like, famous people in this movie is kind of astounding because I just feel like this movie is not talked enough about, right? Like, we did Sandlot. We covered Sandlot. Sandlot is, like, everybody loves Sandlot. Everybody knows about Sandlot. I don't feel like now and then has the same kind of notableness, you know, notoriety, I suppose, right? Like I, I hadn't even should. heard of this movie. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, Deidre, how did you miss this movie? I honestly have no idea. I mean, there are so many movies that I haven't seen. Like, it's just a safer bet to assume that I haven't seen a movie than that I have. But, like, even in the, like, list of, you know, the coming-of-age stories that we've, you know, that we've talked about, Sandlot, um, Stand By Me, Goonies, like, I've heard of all those even if I haven't seen them. Mm -hmm. But I had never even heard of Now and Then until it came up like very recently in um, in the poster recaps theater poll where it did not get picked. And I was thank devastated. God it didn't. Well, thank God it didn't because then we can talk about it yeah. now. No, so. truly it's fair. Like, and I remember when that poll went up, I messaged Sarah like, oh, now and then is on the poll. And we had obviously always talked about covering it. And we just thought it was more of a summer movie. So we wanted to wait until summer. And then I was like, you know, disappointed it didn't get picked just because I love it. But then I was like, okay, great. Like, we'll we will definitely be able to cover it later on because it's it truly is a classic. Um, yeah. So Sarah, talk a little bit about like your history with the movie because I know you own this on DVD, famously. So I do own it on DVD. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I've watched this movie for so long, I can't even recall when I started watching this movie. But this mm-hmm. is a top five movie for me. Um, absolutely, in my existence, I've always loved it. This might have been one of those I've previously mentioned that Rosie O'Donnell was a staple in our household for mm-hmm. whatever reason. So this might have got in like grouped into the we like Rosie O'Donnell thing. Um, but I have been watching this movie forever. I've always loved it. Um, watched it countless times. Cried to it many a times. I had messaged Deidre and I was because she asked me before we watched it like oh is this is this a sad movie? It's been a hot minute since I've seen the film so I said I don't think it's particularly sad like there's probably some moments but I don't think it's a very sad movie um, and then after I watched it I messaged Deidre and I was like okay there are some like sad moments You, if you're like prone to crying for <laughs> films you might mm-hmm. and I was like I guarantee Sarah cried probably three times throughout yeah. the movie. I did, this time I did not cry but I have cried many a times before um I just I just love it I love like you know I've talked many a times I'm a girl's girl and this is like a girl's movie it's about friendships throughout the ages um you know they we see them as 12 year olds and then oh I'm gonna say something that really is actually making me physically sick they're meant to be it like Okay, so I've seen contradicting things that this the future takes place in either 1991 or 1995. So I'm not positive which. Yeah, but I've seen both as well. They're either they're either 33 or 35, 36. Oh my god, how old my does that god. make me feel? And as a 32 year old that's been watching this movie since before she was 12, it literally makes my stomach hurt. 
um, like, oh my God, like, this is me. Like, this is my age. I'm meant to, like, be in a treehouse with my three other friends <laughs> talking about babies and, like, marriage. I mean, that said, I feel like knowing that they, you know, only one of them has a child and only some of them are, uh, are partnered, like, uh, it kind of feels like they should be canonically younger than 33 or 35. But they look, they look, I'm like, okay, Rosie O'Donnell is literally 33. I did the math. She's the youngest of this bunch. Are you telling me I look like Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> like, I swear in my head, I'm like, oh, Rosie looks 45 in this movie. The oldest, yes. strangely enough, was um, was Melanie Griffith, and she was 37. That's oh, she truly looks, horrifying. She looks amazing for her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. The the whole, like, I was talking to Jess about this a little bit because I was confused about what age the girls were supposed to be. Um, but I think it's just, like, the, like, everybody now is, like, 35 playing 16-year-olds in high school. Mm-hmm. And then um, you'll have, like, 40-year-old action stars that are playing, like, 25. So I am just, like... I can't tell how old people are or are supposed to be anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, I I would never have guessed that that those women were in their mid thirties while they were filming this. Yeah. yeah, let alone that they were supposed to be in their mid thirties. Yeah. Um. How about you, Jess? Like, where? How did you find this movie? What's your history with Now and Then? I probably, if I had to guess, I probably originally saw it on, like, ABC Family or something when it was on... uh, This movie has big ABC Family energy. It very much does. And I, (laughs) of course, because I immediately connected with it. I agree with Sarah. Like, I really love the energy of, like, girls having each other's backs and, like, forming these amazing friendships that last years and years. And even though they're not not living in the same town, they don't always stay connected. They'll always be there for each other. Like, I really loved that that storyline. Um, I really loved Christina Ricci as well as a kid, and I loved her character in this movie. Roberta was my character, um, especially because at the age of 12, I also had a larger chest. I, I had boobs very early on. I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't know why my boobs come up as a subject sometimes, but <laughs> I also had a larger chest, and I was really self-conscious about it. I wore sports bras that were like, that would tampen them down because I didn't want... No one else my age had boobs. And so I felt really awkward about it. And not only that, but I was similar to Roberta in that I love to play sports. I certainly was more like, I don't really like the word tomboy anymore, but I was definitely into sports and, you know, into athletics and outside all the time and not really into the girlier, you know, quote unquote girlier type of things. Um, And so Roberta, I really fell in love with her taping down her boobs, right? Like her, her being... The fact that she is like an angry person. I wouldn't say I'm an angry person per se, but like I felt like that you could totally relate to. Um, And so I just loved this movie. I I thought it was wonderful. I think it still holds up wonderfully. Although I will say, I think my favorite character has changed, which is kind of crazy. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And I still love Roberta. Don't get me wrong. I still love her. But I feel like it's more of a contest now than it ever was when I was a kid. Um, oh, my so we, so God. We have, we have the four characters. Uh, we have Roberta. We have Teenie, uh, Samantha, and Chrissy. 
Um, I gotta be honest. Chrissy is in no way, shape, or form ever vying for my <laughs> top position. That's so bad for her. Oh my, the dud of the duds. Oh my god. <sighs> ne- never liked her. Probably never will. She's definitely the Miranda of the bunch. I love Miranda. Sex in the City. Nobody Girl had a Miranda. strong eyebrow game, though. That is the one thing she had going for Fierce her. Fierce eyebrows. Fierce. This is the young version of Chrissy we're talking about. Ashley yes. Aston Moore. F- amazing eyebrows. But yeah, Chrissy is kind of like the wet blanket of the bunch. She always just is whining and complaining. Her mother creeps me the hell out. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Her mother is terrible. Her mother... Yes, her mother is like, what is wrong with society? Planting his seed and watering your flower. Um, so awkward. But yeah, Chrissy, and she, the fact that she still lives in her mother's old house oh, is like a bit strange. <laughs> but yeah. Super weird. Like, and that she hasn't redecorated whatsoever. Yeah. The plastic covering on the furniture still. Was like, oh my God. <laughs> That was so 90s at her, Mm -hmm. the plastic-covered furniture. She, like, always is telling people not to swear. Oh, we don't swear or keear hard liquor in the house. Breast is supposedly a swear word. Roberta's a doctor, Chrissy. Calm down. Breast is, like, literally the term you should be using. She didn't say tits. You know, calm down, (laughs) Chrissy. Not even a boob. Thank you. Like, come on. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, tatas. Come on, Chrissy. Like, I just wanted to, like, loosen her up a bit, you know? Um, Can we all agree that she would fall forth in any ranking by most people? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Um, Sorry, Chrissy. (laughs) Has to be done. We love Rita Wilson. We love Rita Wilson. But it it did have, it truly had to be done. Um. And uh, so, Deidre, this is something you asked me, and I said I wasn't sure of the answer, but I feel like Sarah will know. Did did Chrissy end up marrying that, like, nerdy guy with the glasses who, like, picks his nose? I always assumed so. Like, that was my understanding. When I came into the movie today or yesterday when I watched it, that's what I remembered. But the weirdest thing is that she married a Martin, I think is her husband's name, but they called him Bobby in the beginning. Well, what about the kid? Okay, so if it wasn't the Red Rover kid... Could it have been the kid that on the, you know, fence. the softball scene? Yeah. yeah, that approaches Chrissy on the fence. That's the same kid, I thought. I thought it was the same kid. It's okay. In my memory, it was. I was just too lazy kid. to go to IMDb <laughs> to find out. Yeah, go on the IMDb, double check. I was 99% sure that it was the same kid. Like, positive. And then yesterday, I just started doubting everything. I feel like it has to be because, in my opinion, the way that they did so in the in the 70s we see the two different nerdy kids both have glasses and like one of them like pushes the bridge of his glasses up onto his nose and so does her husband once mm-hmm. he arrives super late to her giving birth by the mm-hmm. way let's just have my well, four a, friends he had around. a root canal it's not his fault busy guy you can't, you can't stop a root canal. Don't mid schedule root a canal. root canal around the time that your woman is your, or excuse me, your wife is like going your to be woman. having a kid. Your, I don't know why it's a woman. woman. The woman, your wife, is going to be having a child. Just wait another like, or do it earlier. Root, maybe it was an emergency root canal. Maybe, um, but yes. Yeah, wait, so we, was her her husband's was his name Morton? It could have oh, been Morton. Yes. Okay, so I think so IMDB I'm this is live live updates. So there is there are people credited as young Morton and Dr. Morton Williams. So, <gasps> so it is him. he might be the doctor that is 
doing the root canal. No, yeah, he's the doctor that was doing the root canal. Oh, just oh, kidding. I thought yeah, you meant he so was not, getting a root canal. Not no, he had, was had giving the root tooth. canal. That's why I'm oh. like, I'm like, he can't stop a root canal. I thought you meant canal. he scheduled a root no, canal. Like, as yeah, a no, he getting scheduled one. a root canal. Like, he was doing Got a root it. canal. He can't, like, it's an emergency root canal. Remember, Jessica, in October, I had an emergency root canal. My cheeks Sarah were this big. Like, <laughs> like, I can't be like, sorry, dog. Right. Like, you gotta leave right now. Now I'm like literally yeah. in pain. I also feel I don't like know. To, to Jess's credit, I did schedule a root canal at one point. There you go. So. <laughs> but here's the thing. I feel like in movies too, like this is something that if anybody is like an OBGYN or something like that and wants to weigh in, I feel like movie births are always crazy because like oh, yeah. it takes longer than like 30 minutes to push a baby out, generally speaking. And so like, especially nowadays, I feel like people are in labor for like labor for over like 24 hours. So he'd have plenty of time to finish up that root canal and get in there. <laughs> I well, it seems like this became like very sudden. Like, I don't oh know. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as, as with many Hollywood births, from, right? They're very from dramatic. Not day. Very yes. dramatic. But yeah, um, I, so I have an insane casting announcement that I like. It must oh. be. St- it must be brought to this. Podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, Bud's news photographer. Also, I don't have any recollection of what Bud's news photographer is, but. So Bud is the guy, is Hank Azaria, right, I think? Yes. So his news photographer is played by the guy who plays the Teletubby Tinky Winky. (laughs) (laughs) But when was there a news photographer? photographer? I have truly no idea. Uh, I wonder if it was a a deleted scene, but it is on the IMDb page. What was his job? The news photographer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying what was Bud's job? Uh, no idea. Did he have a job? Interesting. Yeah, Bud was uh, Bud was a quite the character. I was, like, not pleased with how quickly he was, like, all up Angela's shit. Like, he, like, was holding her when Sam walks in. I'm like, you just met this dude. Like, just met him. Like, you're not even small enough to be, like, held. Like, you're, like, seven. Like, calm down. That, yeah. you know who that was, actually? Oh, that's Demi Moore's yeah. daughter, right? Yeah, Rumor Willis. Mm-hmm. Isn't Is she the me? one that's been on The Masked Singer? Has she been on The Masked Singer? She's the what one with this? the giant chin, but that's... One, oh, of, no. the, one of the Willis uh, daughters ha- was on The Masked Singer, I believe. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. She, ha- she was. Yes, she was. Well, there you go. Wow. Look at that. Oh, yeah, she was good, too, I think. Um... Yes. So uh, on to you. Who do we want to talk about next? Do we want to do Teeny, Sam or Roberta of like the four? Yeah, let's go switch over to Roberta as Chrissy's BFF, which, by the way, we got to get into the the rules of friends um, eventually, how three is no good and four is perfect because they split off into twos. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a scientific theory. But um, Chrissy's best friend is definitely Roberta, who um, also stayed in the Gaslight uh, District. What is it called? 
Uh, yeah, the a gaslight, gaslight edition. edition. Yeah, what the gaslight edition. Weird name for like a cul-de-sac like uh, situation, right? A development yeah. gaslighting. Yeah. I feel like you that's... know. You know what though is I noticed that their that their street had gaslights before they said what the name of their neighborhood was, oh. and then so when they said like, oh, the neighborhood's called Gaslight Edition, I was like, oh my god, that's why there were gaslights. Yeah, mm. I just can't help but thinking of like the negative connotation of the word gaslight nowadays of course yeah Yeah. it certainly carries a different meaning nowadays Mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah this these so played by of course rosie o'donnell and christina ricci um roberta is like more of like the rough and tough um she lost her mother recently she lives with her father and like multiple brothers um and, and a very cute dog and a oh yeah yes. her dog adorable um future roberta is an obgyn who apparently was hired by chrissy to be to deliver her baby which is very weird to me because like even my bestest of friends i still would not want them as my doctor <laughs> delivering my baby but, Once they've seen yeah. your vagina, you really can't take that back. No, you can't go back from that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, apparently that doesn't bother Chrissy. If anyone can see her hoo-ha, um, her flower, <laughs> then I guess that should be her best friend, Roberta. I thought that it was like a um, last minute switch to the Roberta hospital. But then, like, what? Like, Roberta's like, hey, you know, person on call, you're not allowed to deliver this baby. No one could do it like me. <laughs> yeah. I love care? She takes, she takes over driving the limousine as well. Because she's yeah. like, you're not going to go fast enough. Get out. <laughs> if you're, like, an OBGYN that you're supposed to deliver a baby and another doctor is like, okay, I'm going to deliver this baby now. Like, do you think you'd care? Like, you just deliver somebody else's baby. I just don't know know. if, like, the liability for the hospital, I feel like they would need, like, to be, like, with that hospital, affiliated in some way. We need a medical malpractice correspondent. (laughs) Yeah. Is Roberta affiliated with the hospital that they wind up in? That's what I want to know. I got the feeling that, like, the town that they... Because they're in Indiana, right? Yeah, and I got Shelby, the feeling, Indiana. Yeah. I got the feeling that, like, maybe it would only have one hospital. One hospital. But I, maybe it's bigger than I'm giving it credit for. Um, yeah, so Roberta... Roberta's interesting. She hates her chest. She tapes her, her breasts down. Um, the I felt like I didn't remember Roberta's, like, anger and overcoming her grief being, like, such a massive storyline from this movie. But I, I really loved it. I feel like it was completely realistic mm-hmm. how a teenage girl, almost, you know, adolescent girl, would kind of deal with that type of thing. Yeah. I remember Roberta's meltdowns, um, especially when she was upset in the attic in Sam's grandma's attic that her dad lied to her about um, her mother dying with pain because she got into this like massive car accident. And her dad said like, oh, she like passed away on the spot. She felt no pain, but it was more traumatic than that. And um, her I remember her like smashing the mirror that was very like notable to me mm-hmm. which is very disrespectful like don't come into sam's attic grandma's <laughs> attic where you're already sneaking in and be smashing mirrors like the yeah i don't want to know how much that antique mirror probably oh it was, was expensive cloris leachman has good taste guaranteed 
Yeah, I mean, that wasn't very nice. Um, a notable, another notable scene of hers, and we actually just were, we were just talking about this, Jess, was when Roberta, like, dives into, like, the shallow end of the lake and then pretends like she's dead. Didn't, weren't we just talking about um, pretending like you're dead in the lake? Which yes. is definitely where I got that from. Yes, and obviously in the sandlot when he pretends he's, you know, drowning in the pool to get the lifeguard to kiss him yes. or, you know, to give him mouth to mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Why that, that storyline. Well, I Why think is this a thing. Squints, the reason he did it was to get, you know, the lifeguard to put his her mouth on his mouth. But I feel like I under when I was a kid, I don't think I necessarily understood what Roberta was doing, why she would act the way she did, but it makes perfect sense now, right? Like she tries to make death a joke so that she can like, that's how she deals with her grief, you know, with her mother's death. And it was, I mean, I, I thought it, Christina Ricci was like one of the standouts in this movie. She's mm-hmm. so good. And her and Devin Sawa, I thought was like a very cute, fun storyline. I kind of like that she doesn't divulge that to all of her friends and kind of just keeps that for herself. Um, and then I think her and Chrissy as a pair are certainly very interesting. They're complete opposites. Um, but they work, right? I think that what the one doesn't have, the other does. Chrissy's a little bit more sensitive. She hates swearing. She's very proper. Roberta's the opposite of proper. Um, and I feel like she'll stick up for Chrissy when Chrissy won't stick up for herself. Um, so I loved Chrissy punching Roberta when when she pretended to drown. It was very great. Honestly, she deserved it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing that I read recently um, was that Rosie O'Donnell came out in an interview at one point and said that originally Roberta was supposed to be a lesbian and the director ultimately decided against it. And obviously Roberta, I mean, Rosie O'Donnell is a lesbian herself. Um, funnily enough, I also kind of had a memory that she was a lesbian, but it like they had one line, which apparently was dubbed um, afterwards, that she was living in sin with a man. Yeah, I one of my first notes that I took about this movie is that I when I heard that line is that I was I was blown away that uh, Roberta was not a lesbian. It makes me very angry. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's the '90s. It's a completely different time. But I, I wish. Why couldn't this movie have been the movie where they're like, "It's fine. Like, make her a lesbian. Who cares?" I feel like it makes much more sense. And I think that it's even better if she has the Devon Sawa moment, and then later comes out as gay or bisexual or whatever. Right? Like, I would have much preferred that to adding in one line about her living with a boyfriend just so that she doesn't in sin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you have so, to state it. It's also like nineties, like buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, we can't that would forget not to mention fly. she's with a guy. We don't want people yeah. thinking she's a lesbian. Yeah. That shit would not fly if this movie was remade in twenty twenty one. No. Yeah. No. Um, so that's like one of the I feel like there isn't much that doesn't hold up. That's definitely one of the things that really pisses me off knowing after the fact um, that that is how they they dealt with it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, Sarah, what do you think of Roberta? Is she more relatable to you than some of the others or is she not really at the top of your uh, your list? She's not the top of my favorites list then and now, but she's definitely not the bottom with Chrissy. It's probably like. <laughs> 
those three and then like five steps down and then Chrissy. I mean, I loved Roberta. Oh, no. (laughs) I I loved Roberta. I still love Roberta. It's not like she's not my like it's not like I dislike her. That's not the problem. It's just that like I loved Teeny and Samantha so much and I still do. Um, but I, I mean, I love Roberta's storyline. She taught me a lot, like how to pretend to fake my own death and how to tape my boobs. So <laughs> I appreciate her. Um, and she's, I mean, Christina Ricci is always a standout. And it's, um, pretty obvious that she's leaps and bounds the best child actress out yeah. of the bunch, um, which is never surprising with Christina Ricci. Like she is just phenomenal. She's always been phenomenal. And I think that like her storylines are um, like are very, very strong. Like I'm thinking of like her in the library when she finds the article. I'm thinking of like her always defending for the most part, Chrissy, she tells Chrissy to shut up a few times, but she deserves to be told to be uh, to shut up. Um, I love and- when she's like uh, when she has that uh, sass of like uh, Chrissy's like oh, they're in the graveyard and Chrissy's like, I'm cold. And Roberta's like, well, you can have my jacket. I guess I'll just be cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Roberta is like is such a good character. And if I was like if I didn't put in my like who did I love when I was like 11 years old watching this movie goggles on? I would say that she's probably the most compelling character out of the bunch and like maybe even the leading character out of the four. I don't know if that's true. I mean, the the interesting thing is that the story is actually from Samantha's point of view. Like Demi Moore is the narrator, but I think that Roberta had the strongest storylines. What do you think, Deidre? Yeah, I think um, the the storylines between Roberta and Samantha are definitely the two strongest. Um, I think, you know, we we find out a lot more about um, both of their family lives than than the other two. And I think that really helps to develop them as characters. Um, I mean, I think I related to the two of them the most probably just because. Uh, I, my parents got divorced when I was younger and also I recently lost a parent. So I can, I was definitely relating to their storylines a lot, um, while I was watching it yesterday. But, um, I just like, I, I, the, sorry, the, I just couldn't get over like Roberta not, uh, being hugged by her friends in the library like that is kind of the weird sticking point for me of like how hard would it have been for them to just go over and hug her and it really kind of took me out of the of their friendship and I think I like really saw this movie in a different perspective after Mm -hmm. that where you know I, I think it tries to portray like a really supportive female friendship but um they didn't they didn't really show up for Roberta the way that like Teeny showed up for Sam. That's a good point. And I feel like Chrissy of all people seems like somebody who would give physical affection readily. Like you know what I yeah. mean? So it is kind of cuz I feel maybe maybe Sam and Teeny not as much, but Chrissy definitely seems like somebody who would offer a hug to a friend who's going through something. Yeah, yeah I mean she was just so upset and to see not a single one of them like go over and console her. It was just kind of like mm-hmm. very mind blowing. That's a very interesting point that I've never really like saw or realized before. And I'm going to have to 
take a look at that with a different perspective next time. Um, another thing to know is that in a way, this isn't totally it is a story about friendship, but they also explain that throughout this summer, it's, it didn't necessarily bring them together. It like they said that it established their independence. So they learned how to kind of come into their own, like each of them coming into their own. And mm-hmm. it's also kind of interesting because like in, you know, 20 years, they're for the most part, like not really hanging out anymore. Like there's definitely some distance that got in between them. Um, they all like went on to different paths in their lives and they're doing different stuff. Um, yeah. Demi Moore said that that was her first time back in mm-hmm. 10 years or something. Years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that like, I got the feeling that Chrissy and Roberta were still hanging out a decent amount because they both lived in Indiana in I assume the same town, like Shelby, Indiana, but, um, but definitely that uh, teeny and Sam had their own lives. They seem pretty successful in their own respective fields. Um, but yeah, should we move on to let's let's talk through Teeny. I feel like Teeny could have had a bit of a bigger storyline. I think mm-hmm. she gets kind of set aside. We know that her parents are both successful actors, right? And so they don't they're not necessarily home all the time. They don't really pay much attention to her. She's an only child. She seems obsessed with, you know, fashion and looking great. Childhood or a, a child version of me would have loved her bedroom. It was like bright pink and orange and like the most colorful colors um and yeah i love i mean truly i think the most iconic thing about teeny is putting the pudding in the water balloons (laughs) the pudding balloon boobs is iconic i cannot believe i had never even heard reference to pudding boobs like i I was dying at that scene when she was like, no, of course, Jello is too jiggly. And then they asked her what flavor pudding. And she goes, of course, vanilla. <laughs> Has to match my skin tone. Can't do that so chocolate weird. <laughs> I and like, how do they smell after being out in the sun? Oh, no. <laughs> Not good. Definitely not good, but it's genius. And she says she got the idea from the the boys, the wormers, the wormy wormers, uh, throwing the Jello filled balloons at them. That that's for, and I'm like, she's a genius. That's iconic. She is a genius. The the Jello balloons is also a genius. I'm not gonna lie. I've had many water balloon fights as a child, and I really wish that I had known about Jello balloons. Mm-hmm. That would have I would have really been able to, to seriously torture my younger brother yeah, with some Jello balloons. Some serious damage. Yeah. Um. I loved Teeny. Like she was my favorite. She. Was I was just... gonna guess that she would be your favorite. Oh yeah. So like I think her story is a little understated because like it's it's more so like um emotional negligence from her parents yeah like they don't pay attention to her they're always partying i'm pretty sure they're swingers um they're definitely (laughs) like rich country club parents they don't give a crap what she's up to at all um so she spends a lot of her time like dreaming of a way to get out and like create her own destiny so of course she loves makeup she loves gram uh glamour she loves um sitting on the top of her roof and watching old movies at the drive-thru which i think is like was so cool um she's like she like knew the great words visual. too yeah. yeah she was like reciting them 
She's spicy. Um, I loved her. Um, I also love, like, she's, like, she is a little, like, she's not snarky. And when Roberta's not there for Chrissy, Teeny's there for Chrissy. If you kind of watch closely, like, she's the one that's, like, consoling Chrissy's dramas. Um, and I mean, I, I loved her. I, it, I just feel like it's very like understated her storyline. You have to like kind of watch like she has big dreams. I love that she got out like the people magazine, with the quiz, the Cosmo quiz, it's Cosmo. Yes. It was so, cause I know this, this movie takes place in the seventies, but I felt like there were so many aspects that were also super nineties and yeah. like early two thousands, like the, the riding your bikes around the, the neighborhood without really needing to be chaperoned all the time. Um, the, the, with the music as well. And then the, the Cosmo quiz, the, your idea foreplay is a candlelit dinner and walk on the beach, making out on a bearskin rug at a cabin watching a sexy movie or all of the above (laughs) and i would have been roberta who was like none of the above (laughs) yeah i love how teeny's like her um her results are like you are like a sexual predator like men should be like afraid to be in your path like and she's like yes this sounds 100 percent right like 12 year old teeny that's like never even like looked at a guy yet or had a guy look for her but but i think it ends up tracking though oh yeah she's an adult right because we find out she's been married like four times but one of them was annulled didn't count deidre tell me this doesn't track that like okay your parents don't pay any attention to you you're an only child and you're starved for attention so she yeah, becomes she, like an actress and marries a bunch of guys. She probably yeah. has some attachment issues. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, going back to the Cosmo quiz, like I was just, I, I thought it was hilarious, like looking back in retrospect, that um, that Chrissy, who thinks that breast is a swear word, didn't balk at the word foreplay and seemed to know what it meant. That's true. Maybe she, I feel like maybe she was just like pretending to know or something, right? Because what is it that she doesn't, well, she doesn't really understand sex because she's like, oh, the man takes out his watering can and sprinkles it on me. Oh, dear God. I wrote down what his, what her mom said of the garden needs a big hose to water it or a small (laughs) hose if it works. (laughs) I want that embroidered on a pillow. Small hoses do the job. And I'm pretty sure you only need a three inch hose. In that same scene, I'm pretty sure it said Chrissy becomes obsessed with gardening. <laughs> yes, so a lifelong obsession with gardening. It was so funny. It was so funny. Um, yeah, teeny, teeny it is truly made me great. Look differently at my garden that I love out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so so teeny's great. I I do agree with you, Sarah. I feel like. Like, it's really Roberta and Sam are, like, the two main players. And Teeny even has, like, maybe even a smaller storyline than Chrissy. Like, blink and you'll miss it type of thing. Um, But it's still, they all go through very different, but, like, they struggle in very different ways in their childhoods. Mm -hmm. Um, Chrissy has a parent who won't explain sex properly to her, and she's very naive. Uh, Then Teeny just is completely neglected for the most part. You know, obviously, Roberta has her own struggles with, her, uh, you know, a parent dying and not really like struggling to, to understand her body changing. And then we have Sam, who 
I think is definitely one of the main characters. And oh my God, Gabby Hoffman. If we're going to put Christina Ricci up there with one of the best uh, child actors in the film, definitely Gabby Hoffman is going to give her a run for her money. I thought yeah. she played the character of Sam wonderfully going through. I don't know. And it's Deidre, maybe you can dive into this a little bit more. My parents aren't divorced, so I never went through anything like that. But I have a feeling that Sam saying that her she's in bed reading with a flashlight highly relatable um and she hears her parents arguing and it's become like a source of comfort for her because it's every day she's used to it that is what she's used to hearing but then when her dad actually leaves she's devastated um and so like being a a child of divorce Deidre like did you find Mm -hmm. Sam to be more relatable than some of the others yeah super relatable I mean my parents split up when I was six um so Sam is 12 right when her parents split up and I think there's like a huge gap of knowledge um that she has about the world that I didn't have at all but um I mean I definitely remember uh my parents or my mom sitting down and and telling me why the house was half empty and why a lot of our furniture was gone and why my dad wasn't there but um my dad didn't just leave my my parents split custody and Um, and my mom and my dad stayed best friends, um, up until he passed last year. Um, but I definitely remember just that, like, just confusion and trying to work through those feelings about, about what that means for you. And, um, you know, my parents didn't really fight around me before, um, before they split up, but they definitely fought, um, you know, after in, in the proceedings and everything. And, you know, it just, it really does affect you as a, as a child. I think no matter how old you are and no matter how much it happens, I think it's, um, it's really kind of unavoidable to, to be affected by just a lot of like strife. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the way that, especially that one conversation between, um, Teeny and Sam on the roof about how, you know, kind of everybody has their shit and normal isn't really normal because it's actually normal to be kind of uh, effed up from everything. And um, most families just kind of hide their shit. So I think, um, you know, that was a really like healthy conversation for them to have as 12 year olds. And mm-hmm. um, I kind of wish that, you know, I had seen more um more things like this when I was actually a kid rather than now as a 31 year old adult. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, I really, I mean, I love Gabby Hoffman. I love Sam. She was definitely my favorite, I think. Yeah. I think that I, t- I also think like, I loved Sam feeling not, I didn't love this, but I felt like this is very accurate and realistic that Sam would feel like she can't tell any of her friends because she's like the only one whose parents yeah. are divorcing. And it's different than Roberta who her parents were in love. She, she lost her to death. It's, you know, it's a final thing versus her dad, just like basically abandoning them. Um, not, I don't know if I want to say the word abandoned, but they're, he's leaving the family and it's not a split custody situation. Um, I, I know you, Sarah, I know you loved the, the teeny, the teeny Sam stuff, especially the, uh, the situation where she falls into the storm drain. <laughs> Imagine yeah. being small enough to like be inside of a storm drain. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so, a storm drain coming up in a call in a coming of age movie. Like when I saw it, I just like I knew something bad was about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is right after that roof scene. Well, actually, no. They go to the treehouse. This is, I think, a different. No, it's the same. It's the all the same night. It's all because, the same night. Well, because the reason she goes into the storm drain is because she loses the bracelet yeah. that Teeny gives her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Teeny has this like gross like bead necklace <laughs> and then just seed beads on a string but, but you know that it meant the world to her because we yeah. all had those types of things as kids yeah know? so she she breaks her necklace apart makes it into two bracelets an unbreakable bond of two best friends in a group of four um <laughs> i'm going to give you and only you my half of my necklace for a bead bracelet so then the it's shade. yeah i can't wait to hear sarah's lesson on the friendship etiquette soon <laughs> so, <laughs> it's coming up. So i'm just then, waiting for it <laughs> so then you go ride your bikes and then all of a sudden teeny did not tie the bracelet tight enough her knot skills bad never learned that in girl scouts so if <laughs> Of course, the fucking bracelet is like goes down the sewer and it's like she's like, I lost it. Shocked that she even realized. Then it's then she's like, oh, let me go get it in the storm drain. It's like there is definitely she just no slips right on in. Yeah. No she's so tiny. Yeah. No more murder, murderous clowns in the sewer drain. <laughs> Never saw it um, goes down there and then. A monsoon of rain comes and she gets like poured water on and she's like, I can't get out. I can't get out. Teeny does nothing. Does nothing. She's so dramatic. She's like wailing into the sky. Sam! Sam! Starts like banging. She doesn't even try really to lift she try up to lift this, it. the sewer grate. She just starts smacking it, which is the opposite of helpful. And you know, it's like she's like, I just did my nails, girl. Like, I really don't want to put my little fingers in the grate holes. Like, I don't want to. And then Crazy Pete comes and saves the day and save Sam. Um, she got the bracelet, though, so at least she has that. <laughs> That's the only thing. That is the she most narrowly I... escaped with her life and the bracelet. And her bracelet. Thank Truly, goodness. I didn't... Once the scene was happening, I remembered it, but I didn't remember it up until it was happening, and I was like, oh, this is quite dramatic and traumatizing. I don't know and... how. That's, like, the most iconic scene, almost, I think. Yeah, I, well, I, to me, the most iconic was always Roberta taping down her boobs. Like, that yeah. was always the thing that's, that I remembered the most. But, um, but yeah, and I think, like, so we, we, we have Sam saved, and I love, I love her just, like, fascination with, uh, what is it? What is it? Dear Johnny, right? Yeah, Dear Johnny. Dear Johnny's and and figuring out what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's obsessed with this, and... Um, and then we find out that it's really Pete's uh, wife and Which child. She also kept secret all those years. Secret secrets. One more thing I on the sewer it. situation. I love when Teeny's like, he wouldn't have been there, Sam. He wouldn't have been there. It's like, <laughs> and just reminding her that she would have died. <laughs> yeah, and then like the the and then Demi Moore comes on and she's like. We both know what would have happened if Crazy P wasn't taking a stroll at three in the morning on a random Thursday night. 
Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that Teeny didn't like take off her rain jacket to like hold down for <laughs> Sam as like a rope. She did nothing. Like, she really did. She like put her hand down one time and then that was it. Yeah, like <laughs> she, did, she just started crying and smacking the sewer grate. Like <laughs> terrible job. I'm sorry. I just can't go over it. It's just so. It's funny it's funny how it's funny knowing that yeah knowing that sam is fine and everything after the fact you're like teeny what were you thinking like what was the what was the plan here but that scene she definitely had made no me, plan no plan yeah that scene definitely made me cry back in the day just like, i figured that was one just of the being ones. friends and the scene before that that's like probably my favorite part um back in the yeah. day loved it the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Can we go back to the seance, though? Okay. I have a question for you guys. Okay. So let's look. Let's go back to the the most, you know, this is, you know, the murder mystery part of this is that (laughs) one of the things that these girls like to do is go to their local cemetery and have seances in the cemetery. It's disrespectful. Like, don't hang out in the cemetery, but it's something that they do. Um, which started my whole thing of every single sleepover that I possibly had from 11 on seances every single time. Iconic. Okay. <laughs> every single time. So many So my seances. question was going to be, have you ever done a seance? And your answer to that is emphatically, yes, a million oh, times. A, a million seances every single time. We never did seances. We certainly did like a Ouija board situation. Oh, yeah. Um but that I feel like once and I was not into like and I love Sam, I would have been like I wouldn't have spoken up, but I would have been like the Chrissy like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> 100%. So, I have only done a Ouija board one time, but uh the spirit that we were trying to contact was Tupac Shakur. <gasps> So. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> How amazing is that? Hashtag seance goal. Oh my God! That's did you connect with him? Yeah. I mean, we did, but we did. Um, but did you? Ask I don't think he she... had anything of note to remark. No, about. he didn't tell you who did it. He did not know, oh, and no. he definitely didn't tell me that he was going to come back as a hologram at Coachella a few years later. Yeah. I heard he's still around, hanging out in Canada. Actually. Oh my God. Everybody is just hanging out, still around, still so. around. Yeah, yes. there's so many you just stories to, on Reddit. You just have to figure out what yeah. is the right, uh, the right stands in order to be able to contact them <laughs> and to figure out where they're hiding out. Yeah, have you ever done uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board? No, yes. I never. I know what it is. I never did it. Oh, you, you did never it did it countless mm-hmm. times. 
No. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I still don't understand the physics of it, but it worked. You definitely once. can lift somebody up with just a couple fingers. Yeah, we did it. We we <laughs> I have, uh, but yeah, no. With the Ouija board, somebody always moves it. Of course. I mean, we know how it works now. No, we we're all in our thirties. We no. know how it works now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And but I don't the, the one listener it. out there who is now learning how Ouija board works, um, just come at us and <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah, like I, I totally believe that that Sam, like based on everything we know about her, would become like a really famous science fiction uh, writer, being obsessed with with death and. You you know, wanting to do seances and always reading. She seems like she's always reading. Um, I I really enjoyed that. And actually, Sam was the was the character who I, who I really connected with on this viewing uh, versus when I was a kid. I just felt like Sam. I don't know something about her. She just was seemed more mature than the rest of them uh, in in different ways. Obviously, going through her parents' divorce and kind of keeping that hidden from everybody. I can't. I still can't believe like Sarah was saying that she kept that dear Johnny secret. That would have been the first thing I told my friends. Like, yeah. guys, ne- we'll never guess. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, I would have. Yeah, I would have been like. Told, told them right away but she kept it on to herself I think that she's the type of person that likes to hold on to things on her own being like the only person that knows something um, mm-hmm. so yeah we get this this whole mystery aspect of this movie where they try to connect to dear Johnny in the cemetery at the seance and they you know Chrissy does that like fake thing where she's like pretending like she's possessed by dear Johnny. That was a nasty trick. Um, And then they go home and like Sam's convinced that she felt dear Johnny's spirit in the room. So then we go back and the tombstone is cracked. What a coincidence. Crazy. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? But it was really just like the crypt keeper. Some of those people are called. I don't know. Crib's the uh, graves. I don't know. Grave cemetery, cemetery worker. worker. Okay, crypt. We'll just. Yeah. I like crypt keeper. I think crypt keeper is spooky as hell. I mean, technically, Great. what he does, I suppose, is creep keep crypt. But like, wow. he's, he's a crypt. he's a crypt creek. No, he's a crypt creep creep creaker creeper. Yeah. Creeper. Why is it so hard? Crypt to say creep. creep. Chris Creep Creaker. Yeah. Um, but I have a question. Yeah. Who the fuck is he installing a headstone in the middle at of the three fucking night? o'clock in the morning. Yes. Bro, wait until the light out. You're going to hit a tree or some shit. Well, he hit the tombstone. He, like, knocked it over he's and it installing cracked. a new one. Like, have you not fucking learned from the first time you did this? Yes. That, that should not be overnight shift work, let me tell <laughs> no. you. No. no. <laughs> you know, all. that should be, like, you know, four in the morning when the sun's coming up so you have some light. Um, so they, so basically, but they feel like they have to know what happened to dear Johnny. So then they're on like a whole thing where they have to ride their bikes into the neighboring town to go into the library and find like the documents room, which I love the documents room, the giant Mm -hmm. books with like the you know, you know that smell of old book. Like, I can smell that room. Yeah. I'm the Chrissy who's like, I'm allergic to all this dust. 
Yeah. <laughs> My allergies would have been acting a fool in that room. Oh, this yeah. Is- I'm not a fan of the smell of old books. Really? I don't know if that's I a hot take. This. That is I a like hot take. I like the smell of books, but, like, I don't want to be in an old-ass, dusty room yeah. because I, it Guess might – Guess what, Sarah? The smell of old books is the smell of dust. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I just like the smells of dust. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Um, this was the longest day in history. Truly exhausting. Right? They did a lot of uh, a this lot is, of exercise. This is the same day that they like go swimming. It's the day that they steal the boys' clothes, which mm-hmm. iconic. Not a very nice thing to do. But if I got hit with Jello-filled water balloons, hell yes, I'm getting my revenge. I'm surprised that they uh, ever even gave the clothes back. Yeah. yeah. Also, best best shadiness of the entire movie was Chrissy being like, "It's not very big." About- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh, but yeah. as we know, a small hose can still work. It, can still, it work. still can water that garden, bitch. It can still water yeah. a garden. But then we have to <laughs> teach Chrissy about boners, which I don't think that she was oh going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she was getting there. I, I feel mean, like it's you literally get... also what happens with a garden hose. Like when you turn Fair. the faucet on and the hose gets a little more It gets, gets expanded. Oh, yeah, 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 especially yeah, those yeah. ones that like crinkle up when you don't use yep. them. Same philosophy. And not for nothing, but they stopped and got bomb pops. And that is the perfect opportunity to explain like an erection. Because it's you could just push the bomb pop up and be like, this is a normal one. And th- you know what I mean? I feel like it could work with a bomb I've never pop. heard them call them bomb pops. They're... Yeah, not to call uh, Jess Sterling out, but that is, in fact, a push pop. Yeah, that's a bomb a push pop. pop is something different. Isn't a bomb pop the red, white, and blue one? Yeah, that's not what they were eating, though. Oh, I could have swore. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I had them mixed up because they're both red, white, and blue. But one is a push pop, one is a bomb pop. I had them mistaken. But yes. I the, thought they were the eating the, like, orange Flintstones, yeah, no, like, no. push-ups. Yeah. Was right. it not red, white, and blue? I, I thought it was red, white, and blue. It was I, not. It's there like, are versions that are, though. I swear. I believe you. Sure. But, but yes, yeah, they no, could have they used those. Pushing it down on the on the side. Longest day. They went everywhere. They spoke to that to Brendan Fraser, the Vietnam mm-hmm. veteran. They smoke cigarettes. They smoke cigarettes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Brendan Fraser giving uh, these 12 year old girls. Yes, cigarettes. I could not believe it. And then um, them following up with are all hippies sex fiends like <laughs> How? How is that a just conversation that you have? Yeah. Also, can we talk about the best branding in history here? Was anybody else craving a Coca-Cola and a glass bottle after this movie or was it just me? They drink Coke 24-7 oh, yeah. in this movie. Lots of Coca-Cola in this movie. <laughs> Strong product placement yeah. game. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately. They also drink like liquor at uh, Sam's grandmother's house. Was it Sam? Okay. So what is it that Sam's grandmother gave them? Was Lemonade. It liquor? Oh, it, well, they, like it was liquor. lemonade. Like they, but they, they both. Uh-uh. I don't why believe were they it so was just lemonade. Yeah, they why? all like made that face of like. Mm, this because yeah. it, she put too much sour powder in and not enough oh. sugar. I don't. I I don't buy this. I think Grandma but, Grandma Sama made some uh, <laughs> made some giving like, the uh, lemonade Rickies fucking or something. gin at the middle of the day. You think so? That's the vibe I got from that grandma. Really. Yeah. She was so distracted. And then oh, she yeah. just like ran away with her friends in the convertible. As That's as literally was my mom. That's literally her. <laughs> Can that be us when we're 85 Gloria years Leachman, old? Like, see you later, kids. Gotta go to the casino. Yeah. 
Was oh, it yeah, she had a bingo day? tournament. A bingo yeah. tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought Cloris Leachman was wonderful in that uh, in that scene, in that role. I thought mm-hmm. it was really funny. Um, but yeah, like so many notable people in this movie. Yeah. And she ans- the way that she answered the door with just like a cat hanging out of her hands. Like, <laughs> truly Wait, so did, did they visit the grandma that day too? Yeah, I think it's on the same There's 14 hours in this day. Well, it's a long ass day. Well, typically days. Well, are you know, the sun hours, rises but... early and sets late in summer, so that's go. true. There you go. They also that's they also go to the um the psychic, the Willadine, which stinks because so another aspect of this is that they're trying to save enough money to buy a tree house that is clearly nicer than my first apartment. Um, that treehouse was massive. It was, and huge. it was only like a hundred and. Oh, granted, it's in the seventies, but it was only like a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, something. yeah. Oh it gosh. made me really hurt for inflation. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait. So the they paid the they paid us like a ten dollars. Ten dollars. The treehouse was only a hundred and twenty dollars. This is an expensive psychic. That's an expensive psychic is yeah. what it is. Yes, yeah. it's it's not a cheap treehouse. It's a very expensive psychic. So what's no. that? Like $100 nowadays? 50 bucks to go to the psychic? It's a lot. Let's, let's, do, some, let's do some Googling and have some inflation 1970. Yeah. yeah, today. $10 in 1970. Uh, let's see. $69. $69. $69. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, Honestly, that's not terrible when you think yeah. of a psychic. I could, I could see it being more. I went to the um, astrologer, and she was like 180 so. I mean, I've never been to the psychic or the astrologer, so I don't know what they charge. Yeah, she did like tarot cards, right? This Willow. Yeah. Yeah, she did tarot yeah. cards. So maybe that's a different thing, but or like different price wise. But yeah, so they did a lot in that day. And honestly, I was expecting IMDb trivia to tell me like what the tarot cards meant. Not a single person has ever like done the analysis oh, of wow. what those tarot cards meant and put Somebody it get on this. Somebody that knows tarot needs to get on this. Yes, please. We must know. Um, and this is also one of the, the points in the movie where I feel like the soundtrack really shines when they're riding their bikes because yes. we have so many iconic songs in this movie. Again, reminiscent of Sandlot that also has really great songs. Like, I just feel like the key to a good 90s film is you have to have, like, good friendship, amazing soundtrack, Coca-Cola. Cute clothes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Pudding boobs. <laughs> <laughs> there is not enough pudding boobs in more movies. <laughs> um, we have like the music is truly incredible, though. Like it's just seventies bop after seventies bop, and it's like essentially exactly what is in my uh, Spotify playlist. Yeah, I'm um, fairly certain that I had "Knock Three Times" on my like first MP3 player because of this movie because I was obsessed with that song. Mm-hmm. It's so I mean, good. it's There's a so great much song. Jackson Five too. Like, boots are made for walking. Like, come on now. So good. There is not – the only song in this movie that is bad is the song about this movie that plays over the end credits (gasps) of this movie. No, Deidre. No, Now and Then is the bop. That is the least – that is the least bop bop. It's the least bop of the whole – there's the the Jackson 5, like, I'll be there. I don't know the name of it, but that one, it might be the I'll be there. I Uh, think it is. Uh, there's uh, no matter uh, what is it uh, hitching a ride, um, hitching a ride, so good. Uh, sugar, 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 sugar. All honey, honey. I want you back by the Jackson Five. Not three mm-hmm. times. Um, what, I don't all know, right the, now. 
I don't know the oh All that one's good right now which actually I think Thank one of them it might be that one didn't come out until like 75 or something or 71 oh, yeah. so Uh-oh. it wasn't realistic that it was played but honestly like who gives a shit put it who in cares? the put it in the yes movie. If it's an um, anachronism about like a song, like I, I don't care. No, if it, it's gonna enhance the movie, yes. I Put don't. Put a good care. song in. Doesn't matter if it didn't come out. Yeah. Band of Gold. Um, yeah, all that's left is a band of gold. It's so good. We got a Sophie B Hawkins song for the Which Sophie one? B Hawkins dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I lay me down. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, there's so many good songs in this movie. Again, like, I feel like the soundtrack alone should have people watching this movie. I can't believe you guys don't like the Now and Then song. That is such a good song. I don't like it. I think that it's the lowest on the list of all these iconic songs in the movie. So did you guys ever watch that show on Netflix called Love? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So do you know in the in the um the scene where they are writing new movie end credit songs yes. to Okay. That is exactly what this song like flashed me back to that episode of Love. Okay, and I because was it just has the obsessed. name in it. Yeah. Yes, it literally just like the song lyrics are like about this movie and it's called the title of the movie. <laughs> yeah, Here, the, the first four lyrics started out like any summer days have felt like the lifetime love. That's when we found each other and we found ourselves. Ooh. Now and then, don't have to look back. Now and then, you're right here with me. Now and then, ooh, my friend, don't say goodbye again. I just don't think it's as iconic as no, the other one. It's so It's iconic. not a good song. It's like, not a good like, song. I think that Knock Three Times is what's in the trailer knock for this movie. Times. And that one is why I, I love it so much is because I feel like it's iconic. They're riding their bikes and then they do the like the ching ching is like mm-hmm. Chrissy on her bike. Yes. Like, it just yes. fits perfectly. Teeny is the keeper of the music. She yeah, has she has the boombox. She, she has yes. the boombox on top in front of her bike. I like how they all have different bike colors. Chrissy has the tassels. A- is anybody surprised? She has the the tassels, tassels and the pink on a of pink course. Yes. yes, Teeny, I think is Bitch yellow dresses or like a baby gold. doll. Yeah, yeah. Chrissy sleeping in the rollers absolutely killed me. Mm, like, yes. <laughs> and her Who counting how many times to brush her hair. If I had counted a hundred times to brush my hair, oh my god, it would be massive. It would be this big, like yeah. so big. I did that because of Marsha Brady and this movie. <laughs> I always counted to brush. Yeah, but my your hair. hair isn't gonna puff out when you yeah, brush it a hundred times. It's only a thing that you can do if you have straight hair. Yeah, you cannot do it with curly hair at all. Um, who do we think had the best? Speaking of fashion, who do we think of the four girls had the best? Um, the best outfits. I was particularly fond of the see-through rainbow coat, or not rainbow coat, see-through raincoat. <laughs> Are we talking future or past? I'm talking past because we see the kids way more than we see the adults. Because I think fut- it's got to be teeny, and there's really no argument. Yeah, teeny has some good. She's clothes. the only one who has any sense of fashion. I will say I love Roberta. Um. In the final like scene when they have the when they have the treehouse and everything, she's wearing these like super cute kind of like high waisted skinny jean type of jeans with like a sweater tucked in. I yes. really like Roberta in general. I feel like we all can agree that Chrissy's fashion is like she dresses like she's a little doll or it's something. It's tragic. It is. Yeah. Well, Roberta has more confidence at that point, and she stopped taping her boobs because she made out with Scott Warmer. So. After that point, she dressed, you know, with a little bit of going to see some tatas today. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but I do love Demi Moore's fashion in the future. 
Um, All she wears is black, and Chrissy's like, maybe you should incorporate some colors into your wardrobe. Men love pastels. She says men love women in pastels. Mm -hmm. Chrissy, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) And then I love Teenie's, like, little, like, business suit, white Mm -hmm. business, like, with the mini skirt. Like, very, like, Allie McBeal vibes. Um, like oh, what love- they were coming home for was clearly a baby shower, right? Like I'm not crazy. Oh, that was I a thought baby they were shower? coming home for like the birth of the baby because she was so far along. Like, do people have baby showers when you're like nine months pregnant? I thought that like the baby came a little early at the baby shower, Maybe. but like it was insane to me that like what they all chose to wear to a baby shower was <laughs> what they. Well, wearing. I do love Sam's hair. I thought Sam's hair in the future with it tied like to like the braids. Oh, I the- hated that. You oh, love really? that? I think it's a cool look. I don't know that she was necessarily pulling it off in the best way possible, but I, I like that as like a hairstyle. I think it's cool. I think your name needs to be like Agatha in order to pull that Heidi. Like, hairstyle off. Something yeah, like Heidi. That. Yeah. yeah. Something I super like Germanic. Yeah. I, I like but yeah, it. no, I've I've done the crown braid and like that's a, I think a much better look than the weird, like, high. Yeah, it's, it's too far in, like, the back. I do agree yes. with that. If it, it needed to be, be much further forward. It needed to be in her hairline. Yeah. She could have done it. It had potential. It basically, to me, was, like, I've seen somebody else do this. Let me try and recreate it. And then a complete, like, just failure. I mean, I'm going to do my hair while it. smoking a cigarette and driving at the same time. That has <laughs> big Sam energy. <laughs> oh my gosh I also love how Chrissy's like really ragging on her writing like Danielle Steele knows how to write a good uh, book like why don't you try to write like her like yeah. all these creepy supernatural things are so weird like yeah. Chrissy my- be less of a basic bitch please <laughs> like- also support your friends yeah she truly is pretty awful honestly between like the the book shaming the clothing shaming mm-hmm. just all together talking about how Roberta lives in sin like yeah. and not only that but Chrissy Someone needs to give you like lessons on your wardrobe because I couldn't with the pink outfit with the bows. So bad, mm. and the the way that she had her curls in the future too is just like yeah. oh god. How but dare they, the, Rita Wilson? How dare they? How yeah. about the worst offense? I'm going to bring my one day old baby into the treehouse. I'm going to <laughs> climb oh with a baby god. under my shoulder into the tree, twenty feet in the air, and we're going to hang out. After I just gave birth in the tree years, believe, this, this tree house is can, 20 years old. No, 20 can yards. Can you believe that a woman who has just given birth decides to join a children's Red Rover game? Like, if four grown adults, <laughs> including one woman who is immediately postpartum, tried to join my Red Rover game as a child, like, I would have called 911. Yeah. <laughs> But also, why are they doing it in Chrissy's backyard? Like, get out, children. They parked yeah. all their bikes in Chrissy's driveway. It's yeah. like, get out of here. It was really strange. So yeah. weird. Those are things that are kind of, like, iffy. I still think, like, the treehouse looks, like, in peak condition, oh. given the fact that it was yeah. built in the 70s. Like, yes. you're telling me there's no wood rot? Like, Chrissy's not taking care of that. And her, like, nerdy-ass husband certainly isn't getting up there. And they got work, a worker either. to come do it. Maybe. They're rich, I guess. Not really. I don't even know yeah. what's It's probably not hard to be rich in Shelby, Indiana. 
yeah. that's fair yeah yeah so overall like i i just i love this movie i think it held up remarkably well considering everything considering the fact that it's not only like a 90s movie but it also takes place in the 70s I still really enjoyed it. I would totally watch this again. I feel like anybody who hasn't seen this needs to go watch this movie. I just, oh, yeah. I loved yeah. it. I would co-sign that having been somebody who had not seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Before yesterday. I mean, if you didn't like this movie, Deidre, I would have fought you, like, hard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I probably would have just... I was kind if of I didn't nervous. like this movie, I was probably scared to come on to this podcast. <laughs> I was like, I was a little bit nervous that like there would be things that didn't hold up as well. And then after I watched it, I was like, Deidre has to love this movie. Like, there's no way she can't love it. What's oh, what's I not to it. love? What's not to so love? It was so great. It was so great. I mean, they, you know, there are weird like anachronisms and or not necessarily an anachronism, but there are just like weird things that don't quite add up or just were bizarre like uh I, I noticed that when they were in the the limo on the way to the hospital um Chrissy was just like bringing a you know those tubes of tennis balls like why was she bringing a tube of tennis balls to the movie <laughs> um the like they had a comment that said that the baby looked like Rush Limbaugh which um I think 100% holds up today despite the fact <laughs> that it is much more controversial to say that a baby looks like Rush Limbaugh. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, there were so many jello molds. They were eating easy cheese. Like it this yes. movie was this movie was so great. It had so many nuggets. Yeah. I also yes. in the limo there was a VHS player and like that really excited them. They're like, oh my yes. god, like tickled VHS. by the VHS yeah. player. Yeah, yes. she yeah. loved the limo. Oh, and there was like a line that was like in the days before MTV and Nintendo. Um, just very, very, very funny lines like that. That you know definitely place this movie in a particular point in time. For um, sure. Yeah, I think I definitely think it definitely think it holds up. Sarah, did we get any feedback on uh, on this movie? No specific feedback, but just general excitement. Yeah, Will, um, Will, I think, if he watched this movie, wouldn't be a huge fan of Chrissy either. Um, I think it's, that, like... It's hard to be a fan of Chrissy, I'm going to be honest. It is. She's just... Here's the thing. Oh, maybe this is a good way to, like... Is there a way... I feel like there's some kind of uh, Sex in the City crossover thing, right? Like, Chrissy would definitely be the Charlotte. No. And Teeny oh, would be the Samantha, easily. Yeah, yeah yes. I can see that. Would Sam be Miranda because she's like smart and like I don't know why you would put that. Well, she's on her, a writer but... like Carrie. Oh, she's a writer like Carrie, and Roberta is Samantha. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Roberta actually, that checks out. With 100%. Cynthia Nixon being yeah. a lesbian, like that actually does kind of work. Checks out. There we go. I think it makes sense. So I think it tracks. Yeah. Um. Um. Another thing that I'm reading right now is that. In 2012, ABC Family were trying to develop this into a television series with um, I, Marlene King, um, but it did not move past the development stage. And then ultimately, hmm. well, actually, I think Pretty Little Liars came out in like 2008. You know, I'm kind of happy know. with that. I don't think we need to, not everything needs to be like a reboot or a remake. Sometimes you just need to like let things be what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if the title of this movie is what is like holding it back from being something that people talk about more. Like is now and then just not an exciting enough title for people to like want to watch it? Yeah. It, I mean, I think 
our, our good friend Ben Martell has a thing where he doesn't watch TV shows if he doesn't like the title. And I don't think that this movie has a title <laughs> that uh, that Ben would approve would of. Would draw you in, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm wondering, right? Like, I feel like I don't know what a better name for it is, but I feel like there could be something with that there. Yeah, um, I think the the title doesn't really tell you anything about what the movie is actually about. It basically is just like the gimmick of you have the same characters that are being played by actresses in two different generations. I wonder if it was like the cast that they were hoping would draw people in. I mean, we have really famous people on this movie that were like super famous in the 90s. Demi Moore, Mm -hmm. Rosie O'Donnell, like all those people are going to draw, hopefully would draw in a viewing audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. original name was the gaslight edition which i don't think is also not a good yeah (laughs) also it's terrible yeah Yeah, it sounds like the name of it's a good band name though the gaslight edition that is a good band name i don't know i don't know what a better name would be for it um i don't know but i i i just think that more people need to be watching this movie (laughs) do you want another imdb fun fact yes always Kirsten Dunst was offered the role of Chrissy, but refused to gain weight for the role. I hated that. There That's was a annoying. lot of like Chrissy body shaming stuff. And yeah. like that I girl think, is functionally yeah. the exact same size as the other girls. Yeah, actually, that is something that we should bring up that does not hold up is just yeah. like the amount. I mean, it's not it's not a ton, a ton, but Chrissy's always just kind of it's like enough. being poked fun at. And again, like the scene where the bird poops on her hair. I, if I was her friend, I would have laughed as well. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But have like you guys ever been pooped is, on by a bird? I've never been pooped on. Sarah, have you been pooped on by a bird specifically? Uh, I feel, I feel like <laughs> she needed that clarification. Uh, I feel like. It is reminiscent of a yes. It not I don't remember a specific time, but I feel like that has been in my past somewhere. Yeah, I've definitely been at the beach in New Jersey and just had seagulls like just everywhere. And it supposedly is good luck. But uh, I, yeah. I'm still this definitely one of the reasons I still am to this day afraid of flying birds. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be pooped on, so I get that. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that definitely doesn't hold up is just the the body shaming of Chrissy isn't isn't right, nice. and the fact that they made her into like like the blubbering like almost dummy of the group and like yeah. naive. I mean, and- at least she's not. I feel like the fat the fat quote unquote character in every movie or show is always like the funny one, like the comedic relief. And at least I don't think that was her in this movie. Yeah, but it's more like she's she the butt of the joke. Yeah, What's exactly. better though, fat and funny or fat and whiny? I mean, fat and funny is better, but like she's certainly <laughs> the whiny one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I didn't love all the the fat shaming Mm-mm. with Chrissy. Have you guys ever been in a group of four friends? Oh, I, I love the lessons we're about to receive. Yes. Uh, I have been in a group of la- a larger group than than four friends. Oh, I would say. okay. Okay. So group of three friends. No good. You can't do a group of three friends. It's a mess. There's always two that are closer than the other one. There's always like one person that feels left out. Group of four is actually an ideal number of friends because 
you get what you see in this movie. So you get the two in the two. We got Sam and Tini as the closer duo and Roberta and Chrissy as the closer duo. But then like you combine, you still like integrate well as a four. Um, I don't know about groups of fives. I think the odd numbers are always not good, but um, I don't know. I was in a group of four and it worked out really well. And then um, the fourth moved away and then I got, I was in a group of three and that is uh, no bueno. We yeah, like groups, groups of three is, is tough. My mom yeah. uh, wouldn't let us hang out in groups of three because uh, somebody always gets left out. Yeah. And uh, usually it's probably me. Uh, so thanks, mom. You were just doing the right thing <laughs> yeah. trying to protect me. Mom's um, a real G. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that five is probably fine because you're less likely to have a person who's left out. But still, probably an even number is a little bit easier. I had like a larger group of friends and obviously there were like pairings off a bit. Um, but I don't think it was as big of a, as big of a deal. Who do you Um, think is the better duo, Sam and Teeny or Roberta and Chrissy? Sam and Teeny. Yeah. Sam and Teeny a hundred percent, unless we're talking future versions of themselves in which obviously Chrissy and Roberta are closer. I feel like in the future, like I still think Sam and Teeny in the future. I think that they still like, you know, talk to each other probably I love them swinging on the swing set yeah smoking cigarettes (laughs) yeah on the swing set iconic yeah I think that I do think like they definitely they're not like Roberta and Chrissy where they hang out all the time but I have a feeling that like every once in a while they'll call each other like late at night and speak for like five hours or something yeah yeah I mean Chrissy and Roberta see each other all the time because you have to have like monthly then weekly appointments for your baby (laughs) that's right if she is indeed her gynecologist yeah so they probably see each other all the time at least for doctor's visits but also like you know roberta goes like grocery shopping for chrissy more than she is seeing chrissy yeah and then if we're before we wrap things up i do think we need to each individually rank the four members of the group because we might i don't think necessarily we have a consensus I think we all have Chrissy at the bottom very easily. (laughs) And you could do it whichever way you want. If you want to do it like what your childhood, you know, version Mm -hmm. of this would be or what you think now. Because I do think maybe mine changes a little bit if I'm looking at it through Mm -hmm. uh, the lens of myself as a kid. Mm -hmm. I think Um. I'd go Sam, Teeny, Roberta, Chrissy. Okay. Yeah, I Sarah, think that's my, my ranking. I've always been teeny Sam, Roberta, Chrissy. Interesting. See, I would do um, Sam, Roberta, teeny Chrissy or Roberta, Sam. I think that if it, if I was a kid, I would definitely put Roberta at the top because I just I was her like yeah. I, I really was so much like her. Yeah. Um, I just always loved teeny. Like I wanted to be an actress when I was a kid. I, I, I really do think that. Like Clueless, like a lot of my personality and interests um, were molded from this movie. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's that fundamental in my upbringing. Um, You guys are just like getting the full like what made Sarah, Sarah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's these movies. It's like Clueless, like now and then. Romy and Michelle. I love Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Um, So good. Clueless and Romy and Michelle are those movies where if you see it on TV, you have have to watch watch. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I have princess post- princess diaries also I, I love princess diaries i read all those books when i was a kid yeah. speaking of like foursomes i feel like the sisterhood of the traveling pants is also like a good example of like a foursome of oh of friends working. i loved sisterhood of the traveling pants so did i that came out at like I've, a really good time for us i think we were probably all in our like teens when that i've also came. never seen it so this seems like an easy part too i think that it's definitely better read as a book than mm-hmm. it is experienced as a movie i just i, I thought that the agree. yeah the movies were fine but i don't think they do them justice like i would say like uh princess diaries i think the movie is like wonderful and mm-hmm. kind of is exactly like the books where i think the the book you have to do for sisterhood of the traveling pants princess diaries might be my mom's like number one favorite movie really Aww. it was I always love that. on in our house is it because yeah. of um what's her face uh julie andrews. julie andrews yeah i i think my mom like equally loves anne hathaway and julie andrews and also yeah. like uh sandra oh is in that movie and she's fantastic like literally everybody and their mom is in that movie but like my mom just is obsessed with princess diaries yeah. she will call me and call my grandma to tell me that the princess diaries is on tv <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's fun. Yeah, I got fam- Anne Hathaway as, um, do you remember that thing on Twitter a while back where you like had mm-hmm. a photo and it would tell you who your celebrity parents are? Anne Hathaway was my mother. And I was like, well, generic white woman with brown hair and big facial features. That seems correct. <laughs> yeah, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you also have fairly large eyes? Okay, wonderful. You can be my... And I forget. I think it was like uh, Jim Belushi was like my father or something. And I was like, well, I got dad's nose. That's for sure. <laughs> no I don't think I've screen. ever done that. I usually don't um, upload my picture to those things just because I feel yeah. like they always do weird things with your pictures. But nowadays, I've seen a lot of uh, this week of like, you upload your picture and it turns you into like a Disney princess. I haven't oh, done that yet, yeah, but I've I have seen, seen it. Well, I feel like what I what I actually did is I just I talked to Sean Yanell and he made me into a Disney princess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. That's even better. It's yes. another way to do it, and you're supporting a you know a small business. Yes. So why not <laughs> support creators? <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. I did get a lot of feedback actually about how Jessica totally ghosted me yesterday about. When I asked her um, if she would go into a drain to save my crappy necklace bracelet, and she goes, she disappeared for like a full yes. twenty minutes, did As not Deidre, answer me. As Deidre can attest to, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I was not readily available. Okay, she was leading and- people in what is apparently called a weasel walk. <laughs> Okay, I don't I don't know what this is. Me neither, but it killed me. It's basically just like a way of like being sneaky and like being uh, stealthy. Okay. But yes, I was playing D&D. I did not right. answer right away. And mm-hmm. then after the fact, I did answer. And I said, if I fit, then yes. <laughs> but I, I would did... at least attempt the arm maneuver more yeah. than Teeny did. Yeah, yes. I did get. Jess a... also um, ghosted me this morning when she was like, hey, by the way, do you know how to record yourself? And I was and like, And then I went to the no. grocery store and didn't answer for like 15 yep. minutes. <laughs> Gosh. Well, not going to form a best friend pack that I will try to uh, enable in 20 years with you, Jessica. Best friends always say truth and truth or dare, apparently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll don't know get up. when she accepts the dare. <laughs> don't want to get up. That is, that is 100% me. Oh, just give me the truth. I don't feel like getting up. And I'll tell you anything that, that you want. Juicy. I won't. I mean, 
I mean, what's the, you could just lie. Well, but. when you're a loser, it's like you don't have many truths to tell. So truth is perfectly fine to pick. Sometimes when you're a loser, you're afraid of what the truth is getting out. <laughs> That's true. I, mm, I think that There's we should no play truth or dare, dare, actually. I think that we should make this a thing. God. Or just truth <laughs> or truth. Truth or truth. <laughs> truth or truth. What which is choice. also a fun game. Who do you like? That's what Who was do you oh, like like? Oh, that's the Who truth or like truth? Like? <laughs> I'm that's pretty the sure number both one of you question. are married, so uh, this is a very unfair question for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you like like? Like, that was the thing. It was always like like. Like mm-hmm. like. Oh, do my God. Like Who do you think is a major bitch in school? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's definitely like chelsea she's the biggest bitch no offense to people named chelsea (laughs) (laughs) it's always the chelsea's of the world um yeah this this movie's amazing if you haven't watched it please go watch it i know it's not available on streaming it's worth renting Um, it's it's actually like i don't know if this is like a comcast exclusive thing but if anybody knows what tubi is t-u-b-i oh, it's on tubi it's on tubi so i was Ooh. able to watch it on tubi yesterday because drew didn't want to set up the ps4 for me to watch it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so i wanted to watch it on my tv but uh jess sterling just sent me a google drive link i uh, did yeah with- jess sterling has all the creepy links I do. I have the ability. She probably gets them from Crazy Pete. <laughs> I watched it on my 11-inch MacBook Air that's like 13 years <laughs> old. And it's like, all right, well, this isn't an ideal watching situation. But if it's yeah. not streaming, it's not streaming. Yeah. I should have just uh, looked to yeah. find out what it was. It's on the Tubi. <laughs> um, actually, what one last question about now and then. Do you blame Crazy Pete for... Like, do you think that he murdered his family by not being there when the house caught on fire? Oh, I know. It was a murder. When it was the murder, a murder. Ca- the yeah. murder he wasn't came home. home. He was he home because he was drinking something. at the bar because he was a drunk. Do you blame Crazy Pete? No. No. It's no. not his fault. He no. I totally held on to that his, for so long. I understand his guilt, though. Yeah, and I understand healthy. him not wanting to be out during the day because I'm sure he lives in a town where it's a small town that this happened in. Everybody he's the knows talk his of the business. Town. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to see people and I'm sure they don't want to see me. Poor Pete. I loved Pete. I, I loved, too, that, like, after the fact, like, Teeny and Sam were like, let's just leave him alone, guys. Like, yeah. Well, he, he Te- asked them, why are you scared of me? Like, I just felt so bad for him. Yeah. yeah. Poor Pete. Yeah. Teeny used to send him money every year with a Christmas card. Yeah. Oh. I loved that, too. I thought that was so very sweet. sweet of her to do. So sweet. Yeah, it was for- wild for me, though, when she then was like, oh, yeah, and last year it, it came back, returned uh. to sender. And then what was it? Chrissy or Roberta told her, like, oh, well, he passed away. Like, uh, Teeny could have figured that out on her own. Like, just use <laughs> it's like, why do you think Teeny is so stupid? Like, why <laughs> Use your two brain cells. Come on. Put two and two together. Teeny knows all. Like, come yeah. on. She's like an Emmy winner. Like, let her live. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, this... So go watch it on Tubi if you haven't. Um, if not, I mean, we appreciate you listening to us regardless of if you've watched the movie. Um, Do you think I could <laughs> charge people $20 a month to for me to send out my DVD of now and then, like some broke-ass version of Is that how Netflix? Netflix got started? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, God, like I have all these DVDs from when I thought it was a great idea to have a big DVD collection when I was in high school. So oh I my do God, nothing Sarah, with them now. Sarah, you just reverse engineered Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I will send you my DVDs of Rat Race. And now and then, <laughs> which actually Rat Race, fun fact, is my first DVD that I ever owned. Oh, so. my goodness. Yeah. I remember that movie. That movie was wild. It was my yeah, favorite was. movie. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. Oh, my God. I loved Rat Race. All right. You want to, Jessica's like, let's wind this down. We're talking about <laughs> so, Rat Race. So, Deidre, what do you have going on? Uh, if you'd like to plug any social medias, feel free. Otherwise, obviously, you can always find Deidre in the Post Show Recaps Discord if you're a patron. Yeah, find me in the Post Show Recaps Discord. Um, my Twitter is DHLips, but it's really not even worth following me. I don't tweet. Um, <laughs> I think this is the, the retweeting the link for uh, the, the Sarah's post about this podcast coming up was the first tweet that I've had in months. So. <laughs> It's not even worth looking me up. But uh, but yeah, no, this was so much fun. And I can't wait to come on again and talk about another movie that I've never seen before. Yeah, I think it's a fun I think it's a fun thing to do. You have to have someone at least one person who's not seen the movie yet because you get fresh takes from an older film. So I really loved it. Yeah, Sarah, it was a great movie, have... too. Thank you for forcing me to watch it by You're booking me welcome. for our podcast. <laughs> Sarah, what else do we have coming up in this wonderful month of June? We have The Land Before Time with the great Lindsay Wilson coming out later this June. Um, We're really looking forward to talking about that. Um, I have so many thoughts when I watched it. It is is wild. We can definitely do more rankings of characters than um, I think that's going to be in our future. Um, aside from that, you never know what's going to pop up. You can find us at Shit90sPod and write to us if you'd like at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on the club Hizzy still <laughs> sometimes at Sarah Ferguson. Uh, Jessica, you have so much stuff going on. Yes, as always, you can find me on community building um, over at Post Show Recaps. Sarah is guesting. So you will hear her voice if you listen to us over there. And actually, funnily enough, Deidre is going to be guesting in the near future. Hey, hey. So two iconic women on a podcast. We love to see it. Um, If you're a fan of community, go give that a listen. It's a really fun time. Even if you're not a fan of a community, still give us a listen. It's still very fun. You'll get to hear uh, most recently about my classifications for children when I don't know their ages. That was interesting. Truly, I've gotten more feedback about that than probably anything else I've podcasted about. (laughs) I thought it was a completely normal thing to say. certainly wasn't. Um, Go give that a listen. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much, Deidre, for coming on to speak with us about this classic 90s film. Uh, We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. 